Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to I'm Absolutely Fine, the podcast from the middle that looks at all the glamour and indignity of being a grown-up. Supplements, eh? It's the wild, wild west out there. So many pills, so many promises. It's true, and often all you get with those promises are low-dose, low-quality pills full of actively unhelpful rubbish like petrochemicals. But yet we buy and we buy and we spend and we spend because we are tired and vulnerable until we're rattling with pills. And yet our sleep is no better, our aches still sting, our PMT remains genuinely murderous, and our anxiety, well, you know the rest. Maybe it's time to think again. I have been taking Lima for nearly two years. Full disclosure, it's £150 a month for four capsules a day, which is a lot. But it's also a lot less than I used to spend on an absolute cacophony of pills that did, well, nothing apparently. Lima harnesses the best patented ingredients delivered at the highest recommended doses in bioavailable forms that your body can effectively absorb. They are formulated to unlock our potential. Big word that, potential. Most of us are trapped in, you know, existence. Lima's results focus on five main areas. Sleep, performance, beauty, anxiety, health. Also big words. But let me tell you this. I haven't had Botox in many months and people keep telling me how good I look. And you can concentrate again, can't you? Well, it's certainly better. And my back hasn't gone in a year. Now, I've been taking Lima for a few months and my sleep is less insane. My biggest takeaway has been the way Lima has clobbered my life-squashing anxiety and inability to cope. Problems seem surmountable. Logic is restored. Panic is at bay. And also, neither of us have had the cold this winter. There are supplements and then there is Lima. This podcast is bravely brought to you by Lima. Maybe 2022 is the time to stop existing and start potentialising. Imagine that. Hi, everybody. I'm Annabelle and I'm absolutely fine, but I've given up smoking. Ooh, again, I've given up smoking again. I'm sucking on a vape till my ears bleed. It's only been two days. I was standing in the garden in the rain in my nightie at 6.30am with a cup of coffee and a fag two days ago and I thought... This is ridiculous. This has got to stop. Little smoker's cough. I started again in lockdown and like all addictions, really, really dived back in. I, mean, I haven't smoked this much since I was at university and I just thought enough. So um, and I, but I've decided the way I'm doing it is if I want a cigarette, I can have a cigarette. <laughs> I'm not telling myself no. No one else is telling me no. Um, and just I'm just deciding one cigarette at a time. <laughs> I'm deciding not to have this cigarette. So I'm quite cross slash hungry slash aggy. But, um, but I mean, that's not particularly different. What are you saying? <laughs> Nothing, but you know what I mean. How are you? Ah, thanks for asking. Happy New Year. I'm Emily and I'm absolutely fine. 
But last night, in the spirit of uh, New Year, say me, I decided to do something different and I made a vision board, okay, for the first time ever. And I sat and it was such a shit vision board. And I worry now that I've, I've actually sent a shit vision board into the universe. It was like badly cut out things, badly colored things, like really badly scaled Also, that's because you're so diligent and perfectionist <laughs> about what you do. You know, funnily enough, this was the first year in about 10 years that I didn't do a visualization because I looked back at all the old ones and I thought, there's no fucking point. <laughs> Everything I'd wished for, everything I'd visualised for everybody else and everybody that I loved seemed Aww. to have come true. But not um, for yourself. But not for me. So I just, so I just, I just had some chicken Kiev and went to bed instead of doing my visualisation. So what was on your vision board? So um, money, on, m- money. But then, so I, I basically found a, like a, like a, uh, you know, Im- a Google image of loads of cash. Um, 50 pound notes and everything and then I printed off so small and then I worried that maybe that it was like giving the universe mixed messages yes, which is I only, basically well, I, my I, only, I only need a tiny, tiny amount of money bit of lot what of was money. really big what was <laughs> what loomed large on your vision board loomed large was a huge white sandy beach but then um, I was like I don't think I want to be on holiday the whole time <laughs> yes yes you might have to move to a huge white sandy beach because and you can't afford to live anywhere else and I'm such a people pleaser I then had to put <laughs> I had to put my family in there as well because I felt bad that it was just about me so clearly I'm not very good at this at all well we're about to find out I know and we can't think of a better way to start the year than with a dose of sunshine in the form of Telly's Cherry Healy Telly's Cherry Healy woo woo woo. (laughs) she presents here I am yes she is she presents Inside the Factory, makes everyone cry on 10 years younger, and is on a mission to help us all get our heart's desire with her straight-talking course, Manifest That Shit. Yes, helping the universe to deliver. Cherry, please tell us how to get everything we really, really want. But first, how are you? I'm absolutely fine, but I'm having an operation on Thursday to remove... A lump on my shoulder, which we have named Jeff. Um, (laughs) Bye, Jeff. Bye, Jeff. See you, Jeff. (laughs) And it's been scanned and it's not dangerous, but it started to hurt a bit and it's annoying me and it's got a bit bigger, so it's time to lop it off. But it's all fine because I had a pre-operation spray tan, right? Okay? So I look glowing, right? Radiant. We're all fine. so insane. So you're going to get some poor, long-suffering, mask-wearing nurse to take a recovery room photo of you. Yeah, fully. But do you know what? I'm slightly concerned that they're going to like put iodine wash over the area because they have to sterilise it, and then they're going to remove some of the tan. And I'm worried. <laughs> I might, I might tattoo a, a note on for me to say, please don't rub off my fake tan too much. Cherry, cherry. I hate to be the 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 harbinger. Is it harbinger or harbinger? Harbinger, harbinger of harbinger. doom. But you're going to have a separating wound. <laughs> So at least your, your face will be brown, but if your separating wound is a little bit pale and iodined, then, you know, might that be okay? It'll be covered in well, bandages. No, that is unacceptable. <laughs> I will absolutely not be fine. will be absolutely not fine. Well, you better manifest your even tan then. Um, you know it. So manifest that shit. Yes. What happened? Manifest that shit. So lockdown happened, babe. Yeah, That's because, what happened. Because the cherry that we knew before that was not necessarily someone who would have talked openly about manifesting, which is quite a triggering word, because we do all think bells and crystals. Massively. Bells and crystals and lies and rubbish, manipulation, spiritual, blah, blah, blah. Now, listen, I'm a very spiritual person, but I know that it can be very toxic and it can be very 
harmful hugely so this time last year we thought we'd come to the end of lockdown to remember we were all like oh christmas lockdown well that's the end of that but we didn't i was drinking like crazy i was drinking at least two one or two bottles of wine every evening without we didn't even touch sides i mean and if i, I think back to ridiculous. lockdown i can count on the fingers of possibly one hand the amount the amount of nights i didn't drink during all the lockdowns oh, yeah, added together 100 percent. Yeah. yeah absolutely i thought it was helping me you know oh five o'clock you know it's when the kids shenanigans it's, it's the most the difficult thing about being a parent is you need the most energy when you have the least energy so the end of the day is a very energetic parenting moment yeah. and it's when i start to get tired and like also the thing about being a woman whether or not you're a parent is when it comes the point yes. in your life when you really start to feel that you need al- alcohol for whatever yes. you know, unhealthy reasons that might be is exactly when you lose the ability to metabolize it. <laughs> it's like a curse. Is that true? Well, it just starts to make you feel like hell. Didn't you find that your hangovers were becoming, you oh, know, more and more heavy? Well, no, Annabelle, that's the problem. Oh, you're one so of them. Red, the, yeah, the red flag for me was that I was functioning really very well. But there was always, the, the joy in me had been suppressed. So I knew that I wasn't quite myself. But I was functioning. I was... Yeah, and I did do some filming and that was fine. And actually, when I'm filming, obviously, I won't drink a bottle and a half. But I'll still have enough. I'll have too much. And I've just lost a bit of my joie de vivre. Mm. And I'm not very good at maths, but I do have a very strong joie de vivre. <laughs> and, and, you know, and I, I just knew I was a bit foggy. And so I, I quit drinking yeah. um, this time last year. And it was absolute fucking revelation. I found that I was really clear of thought and I was connected again to myself. Did you find it hard it. at five or six in yes. the evening when oh. you wanted you wanted to feel that me and a, me and a friend of mine call it the quickening in the back of your head when oh, you have the God. first half of the icy glass and you start to feel oh. a bit of a buzz. Oh, 100%, absolutely. And I said to my boyfriend, Carl, it's a bit like when you get on an escalator and it's not moving. Mm. It feels weird. Yeah. You know that weird feeling? What's well, the point the of this? Right. I don't understand. Yeah. I'm a bit too conscious here. Yes, exactly. And I think that that's the thing, isn't it? There's a sort of like cyclical thing where you're like, surely it's the the wine o'clock that's giving me the joie de vivre and that's making me feel yes. good and it's making me connected. It's making me feel like the person that I am. When actually the reverse is happening, but you are, it takes quite a while to get through that bit, to push through the barrier, to realise that the joie de vivre is actually on the other side. Absolutely. And also you are feeling all your emotions. And that's one of the reasons that I <laughs> never I like <laughs> never get never. Actually, I've realized I've realized that some days I wake up with low level fear and anxiety. And I don't no one knows whether it's normal or not normal, but it's not right for me. And I when you're slightly hungover, you don't get that. Oh, you just you're, you do. I just always felt a bit like you feel a bit mungy, you know, when you just it just felt a bit mungy. But um, now that I'm like a meerkat. <laughs> I mean, look at you. <laughs> and like, so I mean, so practically a con- sort of swivel eyed loon, I'd say. <laughs> if they could but, roll but into I mean, the back But of my head, I mean, absolutely pulsating with joie de vivre. Joie de vivre. Yeah. But the problem with that is that now I have to feel all my emotions. And it's really like getting to know yourself again. I mean, because I've been drinking wine in the evening daily maybe not a bottle and a half but you know definitely a bit for many decades for a decade for more than a decade so it was the first time that I really was 
clear of thought for a sustained period of time. And I reconnected with so many different things that I had let go. So I have manifested for 15 years. It used to be a very regular practice. I would write my diary in the evening, most days or in the morning. And it, when I say diary, I mean, it's not like today I found a kitten and I had sausage rolls. It was like, it's, it's more for me, journaling or um, writing a diary is about how I feel and what I want to happen tomorrow. So I am not intimidated by this man in this meeting tomorrow. If I feel nervous about a meeting, I will write down tomorrow I'm articulate and I say what I want to say and I feel equal. So that's what I do when I journal. It's not like, it's not a daily recording. No, it's, it feels, more, it's more like a statement of intent, isn't it? Yes, And you're exactly taking, that. and, and values, valuing yourself enough to know that, you know, this can be your reality tomorrow. And also, I don't think they should be called diaries and journals. I think, again, those are very triggering words. We should just, you know, Huge call it your little list or something. Yeah, a little list. I have to say, <laughs> I, I think... List. This year, more than not, it's only been four or five days of it. Though, although it does feel like it's January fifty sixth already. But yeah. anyway, but the um, I keep saying I'm just setting my intention for the year, like a, like a lunatic. But I'm like, okay, I'm going to set my intention. This is how I want it to go. And then also, there's that sort of looming thing of like, well, well, you set your intention in twenty twenty, and look what happened. So everyone's feeling very cautious, aren't they? Absolutely. One of the things that we talk about in the course, we talk about disappointment. That's a big thing that we cover because a lot of people will not set intentions because they don't want to be disappointed. We should just so we mention talk... that Cherry has set up this course. I'm not sure we've oh, mentioned that. Oh, yes, so let me go yes. back. So, um, so, so I was in this really great period, really clear frame of mind. And I, I speak to Nat about setting intentions and affirmations and all sorts. And Nat During is lockdown, otherwise known as Starmie Nat Sunday. Is that how some Sunday. of our readers might know her on Instagram? Absolutely. Really, really close friend of mine. We share a lot. She was the first person I told about the fact that I was worried about my drinking and I was going to stop. So we really, there's a real raw honesty. And she's someone that I had told about manifesting because I felt safe in her space. Because like you say, it can be triggering. People can think that oh, you're going to bring out a gong bath or you're going to try and be evangelical. You know, it comes with a lot of baggage. So but what did manifesting had... been for you up until that point? How had you practiced um, it? And what do you think it had given you? Oh my God, everything, everything. I mean, it's been my best friend through my adult years. So I am absolutely riddled with self-doubt. Like, I'm so confident, and I know that I say I've got this to add to read, which I really do, and I love being alive, and I'm grateful to be alive every single day. I am so, I question everything about myself. If someone's cross with me, I won't ever stand up for myself, really. I'll generally just be, I'm just always sorry. I'm just sorry about everything. I'm just sorry about everything. If someone says, that's a bad idea, I won't say, no, it's a good idea. I'll, I'll, I'll I won't, I won't continue it. I taught myself out of so many wonderful and good things. And I really, after I finished drama school, I really wanted to continue in the arts, but I taught myself out of it. I taught myself that I was, I was rubbish and I wasn't creative enough and I was never gonna be good enough to be in the creative arts. And I had done a television course at university and it had been my favorite thing that I did, but ugh, no way, you know, you have to be really amazing to be in television. So. Absolutely. So I went and worked in marketing. No disrespect to marketing, but it was in a business company. I didn't know anything about business. I, I wanted to, I'd been watching a lot of Sex in the City and I wanted to wear nice dresses and go for lunch with my friends. But obviously I didn't 
do any of those things. I just worked really, really hard and I was booking courses online and I was just, it, it was not for me. And I met my, um, I got a new boss, this New Zealand guy called Matt Locke. And he sat down with me one day and he said, you're always writing lists. Are they, is it all business? I said, no, it's lists. It's lists for what I want in the world. It's lists for what I want. And he said, you're doing it wrong. And I was like, what do you mean? You can't write a list wrong, you twat. <laughs> and he went, no, Cherry, I won't do his accent. But he said, no. And he sat with me and he taught me all about manifesting. And he said, you don't write, I will. You write, I am. So you write it like it's happening to you. And my God, do you feel like a twat when you're doing it? <laughs> but my God, does it do something psychologically really profound? So instead of, I would so like to... Um, do yoga once a week I would so like to do yoga once a week it projects something that isn't quite solid it's a it's not you don't you don't attach it to your identity so it becomes wishy-washy and so I started writing I do yoga once a week I'm disciplined enough to do yoga once a week or I don't drink during the week not, I would like to one day maybe start to not drink. Someone once said time. to me that the universe just needs really clear messages and it will respond. <laughs> really? But just, you know, don't transmit anti interference to the universe. Just tell the universe how it is and thus it shall be. Yes. Some people automatically do that. They are confident. They've been told I love you a thousand times as a child. They've been told that they're amazing as a child. They automatically feel like the world is in the palm of their hand. Some people, many people like me, just don't feel like they're worthy of lots of really great things. And they feel like embarrassed or apologetic or greedy or like you're taking it away from someone else. And that was 100% me. And he literally transformed my life by teaching me this. This And my life changed so, almost overnight. So Can I, I ask quit. you quickly, if it's, yeah. if it's yoga, let's say it's yoga. So, okay. And you're writing, I am doing yoga three times a week. Are you, mm -hmm. are you repeating that intention every night when you write your little list? Not every night. I pick and mix. There are some things I write every single night. Every single night that I do it. Obviously, some nights I can't be asked or I forget or I'm out with my friends. The ones I do regularly are, I have enough time to do everything I need to do tomorrow. Good that one. A, because my that, next that question was, changer. what advice would that you give people about how they find the time to do this? Okay, so if you don't have time to do it, it's because you don't want to do it. So be realistic with yourself. I'd spend 10 minutes doing it while Bear is in the bath or if the kids aren't here because they're with their dad. I put on some nice music. I come up to the spare room and I sit. I've got a desk in the spare room or I don't do it down in the kitchen. If I'm not doing it, it's because I'm not doing it. It's not because I don't have time. Everyone has 10 minutes to do it. So be realistic with yourself. If you can't be asked one night, that's fine. Is it 10 minutes? It sounds like it's two minutes. Oh, yeah. Okay, sometimes it's two minutes. Where's it? Oh, it's downstairs. So I've got this big pink notebook. Some are three pages long because I am just in that place where I am just feeling really connected to myself. My self-doubt is on holiday and I just fucking wing. I just go for it. I just go for it. I'm writing. Um, I write a lot of gratefulness. If I've had an amazing day, I'll be like, thank you for this brilliant day. It was been a That makes me feel unbelievably happy. Then I'll set an attention for tomorrow. I'll be like, tomorrow is joyful. Tomorrow is magical. Tomorrow, I do not carry fear in me that is not useful. So that sometimes it's three pages long. 
Mm. And sometimes it's two sentences. Mm. Sometimes I'm just tired. The other one I write before I go to bed is, I sleep quickly and easily and I wake up with energy. Because, Sorry, because... This is the laugh, the laughter of the desperate. <laughs> I mean, uh, this is the thing. And this is what I always say with manifesting and journaling. If you've got a chronic illness, if you've got acute anxiety and someone tells you that journaling is going to cure you you should turn around and run (laughs) run 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 away but it's one of those things it's like it just might help a bit and for me that really helps with my sleep because I get nervous before I go to bed because now I'm not half drunk or now now I'm not now I'm not foggy from alcohol I go to bed and my brain is so awake mm. and it and I get nervous because then I, cause I can sometimes spiral quite badly because I'm not subdued by alcohol. So that's why I do that because it makes my brain go, we're going to shut the fuck up now. Mm. This is this is this is sleepy time, Cherry. This is not this is not time to go and analyze every conversation and did I upset that person yeah. and did I since you were 17. <laughs> Yes. So in a way, yes. what, I, what I'm sort of hearing from you is that, is that manifesting is a little bit of magic, but quite a lot about getting out of your own way. So I love yes. the expression that actually, Emily, you mentioned this in, um, in the introduction, like you, your, your heart's desire. Yeah. Imagine even knowing what your heart's desire was, let alone getting it. I think that's the biggest well, thing this for is me. The thing. Yeah. I think that's the biggest thing for me when I started doing it yesterday and when I think about it and in every sort of therapy session I've ever had or, you know, group therapy or whatever, when someone says to me, Emily, or even actually in a conversation in the car, Emily, what do you want? Blank page blank mind needless wantless I know I I've talked about this before on the podcast about me being a wantless needless thing and I think it's something to do with being a sort of massive people pleaser and super hyper vigilant so very much I don't mind what we do as long as you're happy not I am happy and therefore I know what I want and what makes me happy and it's incredibly difficult to kind of separate but I can see that actually sitting down and writing down what you want and what you're looking for might not you might not get it in exactly this, the way that you imagined, but yes. even just the idea of, of, of having yes. a kernel of truth of your own. And also, yes. it will do you absolutely no harm. There isn't really yes. a downside. It's one of those this things thing. in life where you yes. can't say that's a bad idea. Absolutely. So, Emily, you and I have a very similar atmosphere. We have a very similar energy for various reasons, which we and I know. So that hypervigilance. Yeah. And so getting out of your own way, Annabelle, is exactly what we are trying to do and that is something that that's the core that's absolutely the core of the course we created this course at that point I wasn't making any television and luckily I did make some television during lockdown otherwise I'd have gone crazy but then it stopped and I thought right I'm really I'm full of beans I've got loads of energy I'm going to share this I'm going to actually going to be brave and tell people about this manifesting thing and so I said to Nat, let's do this course. We created the course. It's a seven-week course. You get an email on the Monday with the week's content. It's like a mini essay, but it's very digestible. And there'll also be some audio content or a little video. Very, very, very practical. Very digestible. There's no bells or whistles or voodoo or witchcraft. It's really practical. And it's for people who have not been able to or struggle to find a quiet moment in their life to say, what do I really want do I actually really want to do this job, to be in this relationship? Now, it's not meant to be this great big upheaval. But to be honest with you, we've had 
overwhelming feedback from people saying, I've made some really profound changes in my life. I have decided I've always wanted to be a midwife, but I work in accounts. Why am I working in accounts? It's because I safe, it's safe. What I wouldn't want to say, I've become, I'm training to be a midwife. These are huge, profound shifts. And so it's a little, they're little changes. So we go through self-doubting beliefs, self-limiting beliefs, which are, I would love to live in the Caribbean one day. Oh no, only rich people can do that. Oh no, only mm. clever people can do that. I would love to train to be a therapist. Well, you can't, what do you really have to offer? You've come from a broken childhood, you know? So it's, it's how to, if there's one thing knowing that you have self-limiting beliefs, how the, how the hell do you jump over them? So we go that was the thing I found, practical. that was the thing I found with years and years and years of therapy is I understood what had happened to me and I understood yes. to a certain extent why I was the way I was. Great. Yes. And then I hit brick what wall. Because I couldn't actually change my behaviour or the way that the world yes. responded to me and the way that I liked to. I just had more understanding. And that's what this is. So Nat and I are both in therapy. We've both been in th I've been in therapy for 10 years. So I've done lots of the work. Now, I'm not a trained therapist at all. And we always say that if you have something you want to get over, you need to go and do that long-term work. You need to do that talking work with a professional who can guide you through those sessions. But this is a little bit of a shortcut if you want to just be practical and you want to leapfrog over yourself. Like you say, Annabelle, get out of your own way. So I'm not saying that I'm gonna be able to heal childhood trauma, of course, that would be ridiculous. But I can give you a practice, I can give you an exercise that might help you jump over your self-limiting beliefs. And this is what we're gonna do. So you get two uh, exercises every week. And it's so there's a real flow to the course. So we start off explaining what we mean by manifesting. So, so how do we find the course? Is there a website or? Yes. So um, if you go to Eventbrite, and do you know what? Just go to the link in my bio on yes. my Instagram. Or and, then, and, then, and, then, and then you, then you would easier. subscribe, pay your fee, which is 40... Yes. 40, 44 pounds and 44 pence. So you pay your money. Now, me and Nat were really honest about why we wanted to charge because some people said, oh, why not do the course for free? Okay, shut up first. That's really patriarchal. The minute women do anything, they're expected to give away profits for charity. That's fine, do that. You're expected to either do it for free, fine, if you want to. I don't believe that that question would ever be put to a man. Mm. So, no, so no, oh, I step know. away it's if you've this, got any of that chat. This would be great for your exposure if you come, come so, and no. do some content no. for us for free. Thank you no. very much. No, no, absolutely not. This no. is a seven-week course. I poured my heart and soul into the content. It starts off with what exactly is manifesting in, in terms of, you know, it's a bit like religion. What's religion? Re there's lots of different religions. So manifesting in terms of what you're going to get from this course. Then we talk about self-limiting beliefs. Then we talk about many manifestations. And we talk about lots of different things through those seven weeks. And then right at the end, you do a great, big, delicious manifestation list. And by then, you are ready. You're connected. You know how to get out of your own way. You know how to create a safe space. So in yoga, there's a term called a sedana. I definitely am not saying it right. It's where you take time to create this bubble, a safe bubble, and we teach people how to do that. You make, your, you make this space, and it can be this big, you make that wonderful, it's quiet. 
you you do breathing before it you just get into a bit of a good head you get into a good headspace you light a candle if you want to you burn incense if you want to you play some calming music so we teach people how to do that in a kind of mind frame by the end of the seven weeks you are ready you are listening to yourself. You're not listening to Instagram and what everyone else is doing. You're not listening to your mother telling you you can't do it or you should be doing this. You are listening to yourself. And that, that is what the course aims to do. Because you've got to build the muscle, haven't you? Yes, you do. And that's, I guess, what you, you do, you know, and, to, and then you're ready to do the headstand to continue the yoga analogy or whatever it might be. Yeah, but and I that's why I think you you can buy a manifesting book. You can buy a book about manifesting. Wonderful. I've read lots. They've been amazing. Some some of it is not for me. It's not the kind of path I want to go down. But some bits are great. I've cherry picked all my favorite bits. But the thing about the course is that we really hold your hands. We also do. Um, we intersperse it with Zoom calls. So we all get together on Zoom, and people say, "I don't understand this." I'm really struggling with this. This is too much for me. I'm opening a can of worms. Or how do I do this? And that's why the course, that's why I believe in the course so much because I think, yes, you can buy a book about manifesting, which is wonderful and it's taught me so much. But I think it's really wonderful to have a community to talk to and to be accountable. It's it's a wonderful thing. And yeah, and it's, it's, it's amazing to watch. Reading a book women. is so passive. It's very hard yes. to then um, motivate yourself to do something about the information that's on the page. Whereas I think if you yes. do a course, it's already <laughs> lifted off you, so it's already a living thing. Yes, and I'm really, we really communicate with those that community. There's a Facebook page, and we talk to those women. So it's a lie. You're right. It's alive. But I think as well, you know, all about getting yourself out of your out of your own way. Sometimes you need someone to kind of someone else to kind of help you shove that mm. yourself out of the way, you know, and the community does that for you. I mean, I ask Annabelle to do that all the time for me. I'm like, I've got this problem. Can you just push it out of the way for me? But it's easier to do it for other people. Well exactly. So so yes. in some ways if you can harness Whereas if you idea... say to me, should I just help you push it out of the way? I'll say don't come near me. <laughs> <laughs> that is also true. That is also true. But I think I think I'm really sort of interested in what you were saying about listening to yourself because I think that it takes quite a while to get down to actually being able to listen to yourself, not listen exactly to the expectations of your childhood or the expectations of your education or the expectations of, you know, I don't know, being 15 and reading Vogue magazine and thinking that this had to was, yes. you know, how you had to present or whatever, you yes. know, all of that stuff to try and like... It's a bit like... Pull that away. I saw a brilliant, uh, I saw a brilliant illustration on Instagram the other day and... Uh, I can't remember what her name is, she's so good. Anyway, one half of it was, it said, what what the world tells you you're supposed to want. And there was a girl on a yacht in a bikini with champagne. And then the next frame was a woman in the bath with a candle and a glass of wine and her husband or some her partner was sitting on a chair next to her reading to her. And it was like, what I actually want. Yeah. Now, I'm not saying that everyone wants a partner and, and wants to be read in. I don't want to be read to in the bath, fuck off. But <laughs> I get what they mean. I get what they mean. I actually have so enjoyed this last year because I've got really, really quiet. Mm. I've got really, really quiet. And I have found in that quietness absolute joy. And I've realised that I love going out and I love partying, but really finding quietness has been so wonderful well I think that I think that what's something that you and Emily who share an atmosphere and and I have a different atmosphere but a similar sort of pathology whether it's people pleasing or a bit splintered or anything that might have happened as a result of various things what we do both when we're with other people and when we're on our own is we fill that silence hmm. 
We don't allow the silence to happen because the silence is this is is it feels empty and terrifying. So if you even can, when we're at home alone, yes, yeah. yeah, like me last night, literally singing, "Don't let the sun," the duet George Michael and Elton John, "Don't let the sun go down on me," and I was like, "How weird!" I was singing when I'm sixty four last <laughs> night, and I don't know where that came from. <laughs> It's my favourite where he goes, ladies and gentlemen, Mr Elton John. And I'm like, yes, there I am. There I am. In my kitchen, I'm to Elton fill the John silence. to fill the silence. Yeah. The aching silence. But the first thing I do when I get in is turn the radio on. First thing. I mean, God knows. I could listen to Radio 4 for 10 hours and not know a single thing that they've said. I have, and I've really had to be very disciplined because, again, now that I'm conscious and awake and feeling my emotions, it's even more tempting to put friends on, which I love, and we have it on a lot at home, but to spend time in the quiet. And that's one of the things we talk about in the course a lot, how to do that without being scared. And, and we build up that muscle slowly. It's not just, right, you need to meditate for 10 minutes. We, it's a really gentle, slow process. My sister really told me off this uh, Christmas break because she discovered that I do 20 minutes of yoga stretching while listening to the Today programme. She's like, well, why on earth? Anything's going to make you tense and deranged. <laughs> it's listening to Today. It's like, oh my God, Omicron cases as I go into my downward dog breathing. She's like, you have to keep these things separate, Emily. You cannot do... I'm like, and I think it's multitasking. I'm like, I'm just catching up on the news. It's actually doing stretching. everything badly. It's doing everything And badly. I read something... I did, How the, do you the, feel? the human How brain to... is not designed to multitask. No. Because as, what happens is as you move your focus from one thing to the other and back again you lose an awful lot in that process you know mm. it means that your focus is being stolen from you Johan Hari's just written a new book about this actually about attention really? and um and, and when we're not meant to you know glance to screen and or or cast our ear over to radio four and then go back to our downward dog I mean easier said than done <laughs> I've realized that a lot of people so we we a lot of us are humans little sponges and we absorb things as we go go on through the day and what I've noticed now that I'm really cl clear of mind uh ish you know but more than when i was drinking a bottle of wine night is that throughout the day i i'm so hyper hyper aware of everyone and everything around me by the end of the day i am full of everyone else's stuff everyone else's energy or that weird little comment someone said or someone didn't smile back at me in the road or someone had i had an amazing conversation with someone and it was amazing I am like a fruit cocktail of things. And that's one of the reasons I definitely, I thought, think that I drank because I just couldn't cope with it. It's too noisy. It's too noisy. It's too noisy. It's too heavy. It's, it's so too much talk, to carry. You have to, it's really a good thing, I think, for some people, especially for someone who absorbs energy, is to ground yourself. I'm now do it almost after every encounter. Like after this, if I, I mean, I forget all the time, but just to take a big breath and just find that center again because otherwise I can get to the end of the day and I'm like I'm hyped I'm just so hyped and so I'm trying to constantly and regularly <sighs> do you genuinely believe quiet. that manifesting has given you things that you otherwise would not it have absolutely had absolutely transformed because this is what people like, want to know do they want to know okay yeah. this is all fine but will i get results and you know the trouble is I, we all come to it from a point of view of impatience like you don't want to do anything you know it's like yeah. you're, the, the journey is supposed to be joyful but we we, we do slightly wrongly but nonetheless think in terms <laughs> yeah. of prizes you know where's it's my prize where's it's my such reward a good point. and some things happen really fast and some things take a while but if i hadn't done manifesting if I hadn't done that process of leapfrogging over my own self-doubt, I would not be working in television. 
I decided what I wanted from a partner. I had had lots of rather strange, wonderful, bizarre relationships, all a really eclectic, wonderful mix, but I didn't have any boundaries for myself at all about what I wanted. I started to write down the kind of person I was and I wanted to be. Who, did I, who do I want to be in the future? Who am I now? Am I a woman of integrity? Am I a woman of wisdom? Who am I? And also, what kind of person do I want to be with? And I just... I really recalibrated so many things in my life. I was frantic about food. I was yo-yo dieting. My weight went up, it went down. I had, I ate like weird, I imported weird diet foods from America that had zero calories in them, probably made of petrol. I was just so weird about my body. I hated my body, I despised my body really bad self-image, just a bit of a mess, but like super jolly to hang out with. <laughs> but do you know what I mean? Like, lovely, you would, darling. Do you know what? <laughs> like, you would never have known, you would never have known that I really disliked myself quite intensely. And manifesting honestly changed all of that. I, 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 I would write, one of the big things I wrote, God, I remember this, I haven't thought about this before. I wrote, I am comfortable with my body. Now to some people, yeah, whatever. To me, that was like a, a, a fantasy a fantasy I could only one day dream of. I eat normally. And that was a repeat, I repeated that a lot. I eat normally. And when I say I eat normally, like I have normal food, like I eat bread Mm. and I have a bowl of pasta and I don't, I don't destroy myself afterwards. I was living on Muller lights and Rivita, but by the evening I'd eat eight bowls of cereal because I was so hungry because your body takes over. So I was not healthy. So that's been, that was a massive change because I, I do feel like I really appreciate my body. I'm in a much better place and I eat normally. So that was a psychological trick that I played on myself. Mm. That's really what this is. This is a, this is a way to trick yourself into believing that you are des- you're, mm. you're, you deserve good things. So the seven week Manifest That Shit course gets you to your sort of launch pad and then the universe is literally your yes. oyster, is what you're saying. It's, it's your oyster. Now, and you can... You can write those manifestations every night. You can write them every hour. You could write them, you could revisit them once a month. You could revisit it every six months. I generally write a big old list in January and then I revisit that and I look at it and I check and I go, oh, okay, I kind of don't want that anymore. Or, oh, wow, that happened. Or So I revisit maybe once every three, four months. But my daily manifestations, are, well, obviously a daily. So what I want to happen tomorrow. So I'm focused. I'm energetic, I'm grateful. I'm, I get out of bed at 7 a.m. to exercise. I do not drink in the evening. I remember to call my mother. What that's, so there's big year-long, 10-year-long 10, 10 manifestations, and then there's also your mini ones, which is what you want to happen tomorrow. Mm. I know, it's a good reminder of who the fuck you are. Sometimes mm. you just need to remember who, who the it fuck is. you could be. Yeah. Yes. And some people do not need it. And that's why I think some people scoff at this. They're like, oh, God, what a bunch of ass. And I think, <laughs> well, you haven't had any trauma in your life, have you? <laughs> or, yeah. But for a lot of people, for a lot of people, they need a helping hand. And I'm a huge believer in proper long-term therapy. But some people can't afford it. They don't want to do it. It's not right for them. This is a really great way to just check in with yourself, really. Some things are meant to operate in short bursts. Some things are meant to just get you going, whether it's, you know, physical, spiritual, mental, whatever it might be. Um, And there's something quite stimulating about short, sharp shocks, even though this sounds gentle and loving and doable. I think it's interesting that um, that we're sitting here talking to you, you know, 
four days after I decided for the first time in years not to do a visualisation because I felt pretty lacking in hope, faith, self-belief or joy. Sort of all right, but not great. So I think I'm going to give it a go. Well, I mean, I think this will probably have... um, irritated a few people and inspired a whole lot more yeah absolutely and I feel I would just really want to get to a point where I can kind of say without shame what I want or yes or hesitation or without saying this sounds really silly but because you can't say this sounds really silly but to the universe no tales this is silly just out there just this is what I want my big one is my big one one day I will live in the Caribbean one day I live in the Caribbean I live in the Caribbean Yeah, there she that's is. That's what I really want. That is honestly when I really, really sat really quietly. That's one of the things that came up, and I was like, "Fuck it, I'm going to write that bitch down." Can we come and stay? <laughs> yeah, always. <laughs> See you there. So my my last little <laughs> nugget, and again, this is everyone has a natural GPS system inside them of where they want to go and what they want to do on the planet. With this experience that we have, there's no rights, there's no wrongs, there's no heaven, there's no hell, there's no sinners, there's no good or bad people. It's about experiences. And we have a GPS system inside of us that kind of really fancies this kind of ice cream or this kind of person or this kind of holiday. And so that's what this course does. It shuts everything up. It just tells the world to piss off so that you can listen to what your inside GPS is saying to you. And that is as simple as that. Yes, just to quieten the chatter, the cacophony yes, in our heads. Yes, quieten the chatter. And just give you some direction. I think this is brilliant. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm going to do it and I will report back to our listeners <laughs> at some point. I mean, who knows, you know, maybe I won't be here. Maybe I'll be in the Caribbean with you. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, babe. With uh, a boat. But tell, boat. Telly's Cherry Healy. Oh, oh thank you so much. You love are. You so we love you. Much. We love your joie de vivre. <laughs> Long do. may it continue. Bye, guys. Bye. Thank you. And by the way, listeners, we don't want to cast aspersions, but is your face falling off? Well, Lima offering one of you the chance to win a facial with world-renowned skincare expert Nicola Joss. See show notes for details. TNCs apply. You've been listening to Annabelle Rivkin and Emily McMeekin of The Middalt. Our book, I'm Absolutely Fine, is out now. If you like what you hear, please rate, review and subscribe. Hi, my name is Kay Adams, and to be honest, I'm not so good with the ageing process, so I enlisted my old chum, the filter-free Cara McKenzie, to advise. Could you imagine being a porn star? The room would need to be really hot for me to strip (laughs) off. To be honest, she's not much help, but she is rather amusing. And along with some great guests, Joe Brand, Andy Oliver, Anton Dubeck, Ruth Langsford, and Craig Revel Horwood, darling, we are learning how to be 60. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.